Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Jedi and Germs, a weekly podcast podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I'm Alan Zog, the Jedi. I'm fumbling on my words already. He is John English, the one and only Germs guy. John, how are you? I'm well, Alan, and thank you. And now let me introduce you to the man who needs no introduction. The reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed, best producer of any podcast in the world, Devin Masters. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and hello to our lovely listeners. We are so grateful for you and happy that you could be here with us to discuss the Utah Jazz, All-Star Weekend, the Super Bowl. Guys, we got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time. So, John English, where would you like to start? Just me? Just me? What? What happened? Uh, no, I hit there. Mute. I hit mute. I hit mute. Oh, I'm I now unmuted you. so I can speak. <laughs> um, other than that collapse against the Lakers, Jazz have been on this nice little winning streak. They're they're sixth their last seven. Um, the Lakers' loss hurts, but at least everyone on the team was properly angry about that, and they had won the six games prior to that. So, as they go into this weekend, I think they can feel pretty good about themselves. They can feel good that they know how to win, and yet they can have that edge of being angry, uh, recognizing that they've let themselves collapse again. So I'm I'm pretty happy with where they are as we take this break right now. Yeah, I am too. Six and one is good. I would have liked seven and zero. Oh. Um, that Laker game, as much as it might have been a collapse on the Jazz's part, it was also very much LeBron fourth quarter. LeBron kind of took over and. And just, what are you going to do about that? So Jazz could have been much better. And it was really a nice defensive effort from the Jazz. But, again, it's a loss. It stings. Jazz took it. They're responsible for it. We move on. Yeah. So they they, they can have these few days to ponder the problem with it. Um, Donovan's sick, but at least it's All-Star weekend, so he can take the next few days to recover. Uh, but Jazz don't play till Friday, so... They have home against Dallas, and then they begin a five-game win streak. And it's, Ooh, it's a win streak. You're already calling it. Yeah. <laughs> Cockily, even though the first one's against Phoenix. But since Chris Paul's injured, and then it's Houston, and then it's the Pelicans, and then it's the Thunder, and then it's the Mavericks again, why not? Um, well, okay, hold on. we got to stop there for a minute because I know Devin wants in on this because, you know, you're already calling the win streak. And we've been back and forth the last few episodes about who's right on these wins, who's not. Devin wasn't here last time, I think, and we had to remind him when he wasn't here that we actually won the previous week's uh, projections. So, Devin, you want in on this? I know you do. 
Uh, John's right. John's right. <laughs> as as my representative, he is free to speak for me. Um, <laughs> when when he's accurate, and when he's not accurate, I, I will tell you. But I I feel like he's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, so you're you're going with five and zero. Oh. Okay, that's that's. I'm I'm yeah, going. I, I'm on board with you guys too. I'll take it. I mean, Rudy should be healthy. He he played limited minutes in the All Star game. Uh, Donovan being ill um, does raise some concern uh, because it sounds like it's a respiratory thing, uh, which feels familiar. Um, but we are we are recording this on a Monday morning, gentlemen, and so uh, you know if you're not playing till Friday. I, I feel like Donovan hopefully will be healthy by uh, by Friday, but we'll we'll see. They're calling it a non-COVID related. Now, that's that's not we can't entirely be hopeful because uh, it was either Joe or Rudy earlier what last month that when they said that they had a non-COVID related injury, upper respiratory. I mean, sorry, illness, upper respiratory. It was what a day or two later they went through a full test and it ended up being COVID. So there's always a possibility. Yep. yep. But in Donovan's case, he's been sick for, what, a couple of days already? So assuming his symptoms are good by Thursday, you know, day five's over and done with, he could probably play. That's, that's the hope. Uh, yes. I, I mean, ideal, ideally, the hope is that it's not COVID. Yes. And, yes. and it's something that's going to pass in a couple of days. But we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. It's something to kind of monitor. Um, and we'll, we'll go from there. Agreed. John, you had some additional thoughts. Yeah, um, I, I I myself had a respiratory illness last week. People might have noticed my throat was a little sore on the podcast, but I think Friday is plenty of time for him to recover from whatever it is. You know, he can get his his meds in right away. And um, by the time we get there, I'm I'm really interested on what it's going to look like. Um, when they go against this Dallas team, um, they traded yeah. away Porzingis. They got Dinwiddie and uh, Bertans, and you know it—it's intriguing to me that you know this is supposed to be a tougher part of the schedule, but yet yeah, most of the teams they're playing on the road are actually lottery teams. So this is a chance for them to come out of this rest and make a statement. Um, of the of the games they're coming up, the toughest one is Phoenix. But because Chris Paul is out and because he's so crucial to their system, I'm curious to see that this is that's to me more than any other game is a game where they can make a statement. You know that last time they played Phoenix, they lost by single digits both times, but Phoenix was healthy and Jazz. You know they this is one where they can say, all right, now now we can really uh, do something against you. So I, I hope. I, th- I think the Dallas game they should be okay, but I and win that pretty easily. the The Phoenix game, though, that's one where I hope they have that circled three times and yes. are determined to go out and really make a statement. That's that's where they can say, "Yes, we are still contenders. We're not just going to be another first round, second round team." Agreed. And yeah, and and like we've said, hopefully the Jazz are healthy at that point in time. Um, Donovan going through this. Um, I feel for him. I hope he does get better by Friday because uh, on my end, my wife and I have COVID and she's better day five. I'm still not well. It's day seven. So, hey, it's hopefully Donovan doesn't last that long and hopefully it's not COVID. Yeah. But um, all right. 
that's it for the Jazz, right? Do we want to jump ahead to All Star Weekend? Yeah. What? Uh, how much of All Star Weekend did you watch? I watched the All Star game. I did not watch the dunk contest or the three point shootout. I saw the results. The dunk contest. I watched the rerun, whatever they call it, the rebroadcast of it. Yeah. Only before falling asleep at one thirty in the morning after I saw parts of the second round of it. That was about it. So yeah, that's all I caught. Devin, I uh, I watched All Star Saturday. Watch watch the whole thing. Um, those are a few hours of my life that I'll never get back. And uh, <laughs> then I watched the majority of the All Star game. I missed the uh, the third quarter and the first few minutes of the fourth, but. Uh, other than that, that's that's what I caught. So how about you, John? Yeah, I watched the All-Star game and saw enough about all the other events that I don't feel bad not really watching anything else. Um, apparently, it's the worst dunk contest we've had in a long time to the point that they were even, like, bagging on the winner after he won. I think I think they after he won, they asked him if they should get rid of the dunk contest, which I thought is just, like, the ultimate disrespect to a guy who just won it. But, you know, I didn't see it, but... It's it's one of those of the dunk contest at this point is an event that I just I I think I don't think there's anything left to really do with it. Um, you know, the participants have usually only been in the NBA a few years. We're not we're not getting the the all stars doing participating anymore. You know, I'm I'm very happy the times the Jasmine have won it. Um, but really, ultimately, it's it's gone farther down on something I'm interested in. I do still enjoy the skills in the three-point contest sometimes. This this weekend, though, I just didn't really have enough motivation to actually watch it. So um, that's all I, I watched. I did watch. I did watch the highlights of Cat's three-point win, and my goodness, he shot lights out. Um, Devin, I, I you said you watched it, but Cat was lights out that I could see. Yeah, well, I think he set a record for the most points scored. Um, with 29 so i mean yes. he, he did great it was kind of cool to see a big man win it um the dunk contest uh yeah it, it, it was bad guys it was bad and i i don't think it's something that needs to go away they just need to get some better names or better dunkers you know what i mean which like it, which it sounds they, like they will because they were pushing media wise yesterday for ja morant to join next year because ja had some really jaw dropping yes pun intended um jaw-dropping dunks yesterday during the all-star game itself no i mean zach levine aaron gordon they've had some really good dunkers in recent years i mean arguably some of the best dunk contests were the ones that zach levine participated in mm-hmm. um so we'll, we'll see what happens hopefully they can find a way to get get better guys in there um the the skills contest I actually liked what they did this year. I wasn't big when they announced it, but they did a three-team, four, three or four-round uh, activity where they did a, a shooting one, a passing course, and or a, a passing challenge, a more traditional skills challenge, and then a, a half-court shot. Um, it was different, but it was interesting. Uh, and and it was kind of fun when you you got the the teammates. So you had the Brooks, you had the Antetokounmpo's, and you had um, three guys from from Cleveland, where they had Jared Allen, uh, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. So who you know, won? 
Um, Cleveland okay. one, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cle- Cleveland one. I, I think Mobley hit his first half court shot to to win it over the Rooks. So, wow. It, it was a different format. Um, you know, maybe find the the um, highlights on uh, YouTube or something. Okay. But it'll be interesting if they, they continue that way going forward. Um, kind of a, a different change of pace from, from what they've done in years past. Some people liked it, it, some people hated it. So, well, Yeah, I'll have to check it out. So, um, Any other takeaways from, uh, from All-Star Weekend? Do we want to touch on the game, John? Um, sure. The game itself, the first three quarters weren't that great. Just a lot of highlights and people not really trying that much. Um, but e- even if it was an exhibition game, it was really cool to just watch Steph Curry just go unconscious and just hit it from anywhere. And in the fourth quarter, what felt like an actual game when, when he had the Elam ending and to watch guys actually try, I, I appreciated that. And so, you know, since they've they try to make every quarter count, um, that's made that a little better. And then the fourth quarter felt like an actual game. So over, overall, I, I enjoyed the game. Of note, I was a little disappointed that Rudy didn't get more time. In fact, it seemed to me that he got less time this year than he did the last couple of years. Um, in the time that he was in, he made good use of it with a couple of nice dunks, one of them being a 360, was it, which was impressive for him. Um, but uh, I, I, was, I, 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 got, I didn't realize this. I didn't hear the player, int- uh, the player announcements. But apparently there was an interesting way that they announced Rudy, and it was a complete mistake, but it must have been pretty funny because I got a text from our good friend Brett, and he says, did you hear how they announced him? I said, no. And he says, he sent back, he says, he is a three-time oh. All-Star and three-time Defensive Rookie of the Year, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently we have a Ben Simmons on the Utah Jazz now. Sorry, I had to, I had to throw that in there. I had to. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it, well, it, well, it's he's... weird watching him in the All Star game because he doesn't play defense, and it's just so he just kind of jogs up and down. And it just he just doesn't look like himself in an All Star game. Well, he's no Draymond Green, that's that's for sure. I I actually is it me or I I wanted to root him on to take a three in the game just for the heck of it. Like you're got all these guys highlight. I wanted Rudy to step back and drain a three and have everybody just go, whoa, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I did too. So, yeah, I feel the same way. The game itself, it's never been my favorite, at least not of recent years, but the format, the way they have it does make it a little more competitive. And, and the fourth quarter usually ends up being the most competitive of them all. And I enjoy watching it. And last night, definitely, uh, definitely fit the bill it was it was pretty exciting so um anything else on all-star weekend no not really you want to do a quick real brief rundown of standings yes um <clears throat> the west not much change in what's going on there because everyone is so perfectly spaced phoenix is far and away Got the best record. They're on a seven-game win streak. But now we're going to see. This is the first time Chris Paul's going to miss games. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Suns do without him. But they are at 48 Six to eight weeks. Six yep. to eight yeah. weeks, guys. And that's a minimum. Yep. That's that's a minimum. That puts us and, into into April. 
Yeah, that's yeah. playoffs. That's right before playoffs. Yeah. Now, we, we saw how the Jazz did when they missed out with Mike Conley missed the last 17, 18 games of the season, and they, they hung on pretty well. So we'll see if Phoenix is able to do the same thing or not. But I suspect they'll wobble some, but that is a they still have a huge lead. It's going to be hard for people to catch up to them. True. Um, so Warriors are in second. They're six and a half games back. Memphis is third. They're eight games back. Jazz are fourth. They're 12 games back. And so you have, you know, nice spacing between everybody there. Um, Mavericks are fifth. Uh, Jazz have a one and a half game lead on them. So this game coming up this Friday is actually going to be important as far as keeping the space ahead of them. Uh, Nuggets are sixth. Timberwolves are seventh, Clippers are eighth, Lakers are ninth, and Blazers are tenth. Blazers have won four straight, even though at the trade deadline they made it clear they're just giving up on the season. But the guys That's that are still Joe there Angles are thinking. There That's it is. the Joe Angles effect. The wisdom, the wisdom. Don't underestimate <laughs> it. All right, what about the East? Well, I just wanted to say... Um, as far as the lottery teams, tied for 11th and only two games behind the Blazers are the Spurs and the Pelicans, and then you have Kings, Thunder, Rockets. Um, you know, Kings made their trade. They want to make the playing game, but it's not looking good. Okay, in the East, everyone is bunched together. The Heat and the Bulls are tied for first, and then tied for third, only two and a half games, two and a half games back, is the Sixers, Cavs, and Bucks. So they're all just right there tightly. Uh, Boston is sixth now. They've been playing really well lately. And then your play-in teams, uh, Raptors only half game behind Boston. And then the Nets are 31 and 28, which puts them two games behind the Raptors. And then ninth and 10th is the Hornets and Hawks. And they're, they're both nine and a half games back, but the Hornets have played two more games than the Hawks. And then your lottery teams are Wizards, Knicks, Pacers, Pistons, and Magic. Well, we're going to see how all of that plays out as we go. It's it, especially with some of the injuries like Chris Paul, that's going to make a big that may make a big difference uh, heading down the stretch. So, yeah. um, anything else on NBA? Only that I think Tibbs is going to be fired at the end of the year. Ooh. Bold, but maybe not so bold prediction. I actually would not be surprised if that happens. So, um all right. Let's go on to Devin's quick hits. Um, Devin's quick hit. Let's just talk Super Bowl real quick. Did you guys watch? Yep, I did. Yep. Um, what'd you think? How'd you enjoy the game? It was it was good. It was fun. Um, there was a lot of chatting in our house going on, so I didn't get a chance to watch it entirely. Um, kind of back and forth. Um, it did not the end the way I'd hoped, but uh, that's okay. It was still a very competitive game. What came down to the final three? Uh, three points was the final score. So it's about what we expected with the way these playoffs have been. Yeah, any any Super Bowl that ends with a three-point difference is a good Super Bowl. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I was actually sick that weekend, so I wound up just staying home and watching it. And at one point, all my kids were out of the room, and I'm like, I have never watched the Super Bowl by myself in my life. <laughs> but um, Did, did yeah. you enjoy it? I, I enjoyed are you, it. Are you going to fake sick next year? Oh, no. Not a bad idea. <laughs> No, I, I don't, I don't, I, I would rather be with people on the Super Bowl. It just felt wrong, but, um, yeah, I, I thought the, the game was great. Uh, the halftime show was great. Commercials are kind of a letdown this year. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, it, when it comes down to a final possession like that, and, you know, Joe Burrow has a chance, but he just couldn't quite do it, I thought I thought that's that's all you can really want out of a Super Bowl. So I thought, I thought it was pretty good. You know, happy for the Rams players, Stafford and Cup and all the guys that, you know, Arnold and... Um, but and, and three three University of Utah alums, a Notre Dame alum. I, I have no objections with that. It, it was it was nice. It was a, it was a good game, and that's I think what we all wanted, right? We yeah. we weren't like heavily invested in a team one way or another. And it's yeah. it's interesting to think about Matthew Stafford all those years with a losing team in Detroit. He turns around and wins himself a Super Bowl. Does that res- resurrect his career? Would you say? Does his career need to be resurrected? I mean, no, I guess not. Maybe that was a bad choice. He's he's been regarded as a good quarterback. He's just been on a terrible team. Yeah, I guess that was just a bad choice of words. But yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to watch to watch that unfold. I was rooting hard for Joe Burrow in his second season, though, because that that guy has been tough as nails through the playoffs. So I, I I just couldn't not root for the guy. We'll we'll see if he can get back. There's a lot of people saying, "Oh, they've they've got a lot of time," but there are some guys who have uh, made the Super Bowl and and never got back. Yeah, that's you true. Know, it, it they showed a graphic. I think it was of people who made the Super Bowl and lost in their first appearance. Um, like the last five or six guys hadn't hadn't made it back to another Super Bowl. Uh, I remember this. One of the guys that was listed, Allen, was. Uh, was a former yeah, 49ers quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. So, and that was that was a rough Super Bowl. And with the lights out, that was a weird Super Bowl, honestly. That was, yeah, that was really weird. So <clears throat> what John said he liked the uh, the halftime show. What did you think, Alan? I'm not a rap guy. And one of those guys I am not a big fan of at all. But I did like it. I really liked it to this watching Dre and Snoop Dogg kind of do some classic stuff. It was it was a nice throwback to the old days, honestly. But yeah, I, I I thought it was pretty decent, actually. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I you know, you, for me, I got hit with all this nostalgia, all these songs that I I knew when I was a, a younger a younger person. Um, and, and I I just thought it was great for the culture. You know, we haven't had a a rap act in the Super Bowl. I don't think it's always been pop or rock and roll. So. It was really cool that there was a change of pace and um being in LA, I, I thought it was fitting. You know, it it it's tough to think of someone who would be better. So Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I enjoyed it as well. Um that, that's really all I got for quick hits. Uh I, I think that's a nice transition over to pop culture. You know, absolutely about it is. the halftime show. Let's let's talk about some movies. All right. Yeah. John, what do you want to talk about? Well, Netflix came out with another Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, so I watched that, and it was about as good as any other Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, which is to say, not that good. Um, it's, it has an ex- it, it's supposed to do what Halloween tried to do, where Halloween about four or five years ago, well, not that long ago, about three years ago, Halloween came out with a movie where they said this is a sequel to the original and we're ignoring all the other sequels so this is a straight one and that movie was pretty good and so these producers tried to do the same thing with texas chainsaw massacre they said this is going to be a sequel to the original and we're ignoring all the others 
And it was such a carbon copy of what Halloween was trying to do that it was quite transparent and it didn't really work. Um, for one thing, Texas Chainsaw Massacre took place like 48 years ago, and yet the guy they got to play Leatherface looks like he's in his 50s, so I didn't really buy that. Plus, they changed his backstory. In the original, he's part of this insane family, and in this, he's, he went to an orphanage, so that didn't really work for me either. Um, but you have you have a bunch of young people who have invested in this ghost town, and they want to turn it into this community, and so they have investors coming in. So they're they're just kind of hanging out there by themselves, and um, but there's this one building that hasn't been abandoned yet, and they have to kick this old lady out because they own it now, and she doesn't want to go, and it's this orphanage, and it happens to be the orphanage where Leatherface lived. Um, but as they try to get her out, she winds up dying of a heart attack, which makes him freak out. He puts the mask back on, and he starts killing people. It's fairly predictable from there. It is pretty gory, probably the goriest sequel of any of them. He does have a chance to use his chainsaw on a lot of people. Um, can't say it's really that scary. Um, so it's like it's like strictly for people who are fans of gore special effects and the different things the chainsaw can do to a body. Other than that, it was just kind of a by-the-numbers type event for me, and so I didn't really think it was that great. That's about where I am on that. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to hit on? Uh, the season finale of Peacemaker happened, which was a lot of fun. Um, Peacemaker is a character from the Suicide Squad starring John Cena. He got his own series. Uh, I thought it was a hoot. It was very much in the vein of James Gunn's Suicide Squad. In fact, James Gunn wrote and directed most of the episodes. So for people who watched it, you know it was great. Those who haven't and who do have HBO, it is it is worth checking out. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I don't have anything to really touch on this week. Well, it, it, let's put it this way. For the sake of time, I will hold off. Um, but one thing I want to talk about next week, if you guys haven't watched it, Colin in Black and White, I really, yeah, I'd like to touch on that. You guys may have seen it, may have oh. already talked about it on here. But if you haven't, watch it. I'd like to talk about it. So. I haven't. I um, haven't. So I'll, I'll yeah. I'll watch yeah. it this week. Okay. It's it's a it's a quick watch. It's on Netflix. It is. It's worth it. I want to talk about it with you guys because I think it's something that needs attention. So anyway, um, I I don't have anything to add otherwise at this point in time. Devin. Um. No, not really. I mean, I, I spent a lot of my my week actually reading a book that was, uh. After watching 14 Peaks on Netflix, I I started reading the book by Nims Perja, and uh, I've been really enjoying that. So, you know, less less TV, more reading. There you go. So if, mm. you, if you haven't seen 14 Peaks, I, uh, I encourage you to check it out. It's a cool documentary. All right. Sounds, sounds good. Um, I don't think we have anything else on pop culture. Sorry, folks. It's a short episode this week. Scheduling kind of gotten away a little bit of life scheduling so but uh, we'll be back at it next week should be able to get back to maybe a little longer version of the show again um we do appreciate you all being along thank you so much please leave us a review wherever you listen to the show um we'll talk to you real soon john take us out bye everybody
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.